So there are times when I will do the sermon and, and then I just copy and paste the intro on it. Alright? So tonight really I want to talk about what the point of life. But because I copied and pasted something from a previous message, it says the power of his resurrection. That's actually the title below the standalone. But the sermon has nothing to do with the power of his resurrection. But everything we do is about the power of his resurrection. That's the power in the beautiful name of Jesus. The truth is that no sermon has power without the resurrection. So the point of all of this is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And because he lives, the song says, we can face tomorrow. All of this is because he is alive. And we give God thanks for life tonight. Amen. Clap your hands for the power of the resurrection. Hallelujah. Wait to bow your heads with me. We're going to pray. I'm going to read a scripture for you. And then we're going to get into this tonight. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. 366 days. It's a leap year. We leapt into this year, Lord God, not knowing what damage the pandemic would have done. But with all the recession, the pandemic, the wrong information, right information about virus, about vaccine, we are still standing. All because of Jesus Christ. We give thanks. Lord, there are some celebrating their God elsewhere. But we are here celebrating the God of all creation. The one who was, the one who is, and the one who is to come. Spirit of the living God, we thank you for your grace and your mercy that has brought us through. We stand as testimony that we are living only because of you. Lord, let your word resonate in our spirits tonight. Cause there to be conviction and transformation. Lord, may it echo in the streets of Ocherius and across St. Anne. So that people will know that Jehovah is God and there is none like him. As a testimony, God declared on the back of the bus, it says, let go and let God. For God is still in control. And still he reigns on his throne. And though mountains may tremble and sea billows roam, our God is still in control. What a beautiful God you are. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. For at the sound of your name, every knee will bow. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You are king for all kings and of all kings and Lord of all lords. Put them all together. You are greater for you are above all and you are before all. Heaven is your throne and the earth is your footstool. And every enemy of you, the Almighty God, is already under your feet. God, we leave 2021 winning and we enter 2022 winning. For if God be for us, then who can be against us? Hallelujah! For no weapon formed. Come on, just put your hand on your chest tonight and declare that. Say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Come on, just put your hand on your chest and say, no weapon formed against my family. Come 
for me. Maybe they say no weapon form against my spouse. No weapon form against my children. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Come on with your hand on your chest. God is for me. Hallelujah. The word of God says, Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Listen, you are here tonight. It means that you won. 2021 didn't take you down. You got through it. Everything that it brought, you passed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, again, you have proven that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Because you sustained us and preserved us with all the fiery darts that were fired in 2021. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Malachi chapter 6. Um, I think I shared this the last time I was in church that I, I, I have a, a, a platform and I have a, a devotion like on it every, every morning I will give scriptures and engage though it's sports. So we do a lot of that. And I have many pastors um, who are affiliated with the sport of football who have become involved with it. And they send me devotions. I mean, I get like, out of this. it's amazing how, you know, when you really love God, you can't, you can't hide. Because wherever you go, God loves you so much that people are going to find you out and know that your faith is in God. And so, I get a lot of devotions regularly. And recently, um, a pastor, friend, former Cornwall College High School student, and a pastor sent me description he says i did i did after i did the surgery and i mean it was very difficult the thursday and so i think it was on the friday or the saturday i did a video just thanking persons i wasn't able to do the christmas message so i did a video just thanking persons on the platform and sent it out and he responded and he said every time i think about you um I, this scripture comes to mind and it's micah chapter 6 verse 8 says, he has shown you, O oh man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. And it resonated with me because it, it, it tied into what I'd spoken about. These, 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 what is the point of life? Love God, love people, and loving others. And I felt like this is an next three-pointer. What is the point of life? To do justly. To love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. At the end of your life, you want to know that you're remembered as someone who did what was right, who showed mercy, and someone who walked with God. At the end of your life, this is what's supposed to be said about you. They call it eulogy. What's that big fancy word? Huh? Eulogy. Eulogy? Uh, you, you, what, what decides it? Some people say eulogy. Some people say eulogy. I just say remember, remembrance. Are your death poem? <laughs> it's supposed to say at the end of it that I did what was just, I showed mercy. And I walked with God. What is the ambition of our lives? The ambition of our lives should be to do what is right. To show mercy. And to live humbly with God. The purpose of our existence. Now and forevermore. Entering into 2022. Should be that in every situation. I'm going to do what is right. At every opportunity, I'm going to show mercy. 
And I'm going to walk humbly with my God. You say, well, that's easy to do. But it's a struggle for even the born again believer. I often hear people say, I just wish I knew what God wants for me. Have you ever heard that people ask, what is my purpose? What, 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 what am I supposed to do? How do you know what God wants you to do? Have you ever asked that question? How do I know what God wants me to do? Tonight, it's very simple. Three things. To do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. But even in that question, I just wish I knew what God wants me to do. There is a very, it's a very self-centered sentiment. Why? Because God has already told us what he wants from us in his word. Yet we think it must be something more. Something more specific to our lives. And what we can do. What we can do for God. So people, uh, if, if, I, if I said to you, listen, no, it's not, about, it's not about being rich. It's not about having kids. It's not about having the best marriage ever. It's about these three things. You'd say to me, it can't be that simple. It, this could never be it. There must be more to life than this. But if there, isn't, if there is anything to measure... A successful life by it is these three things right here. It really isn't what he wants us to do. It's what he wants us to be. God is more interested in what we are being than what we are doing. We are more concerned with what we are doing more than what we are becoming. So the focus of our life is undoing. And God is saying the focus of our lives should be unbecoming. Becoming like him. And to be like him is three things. To do justly, to love mercifully, and to walk humbly with God. No matter what you do, if you're not becoming these three, three things, <laughs> then it's all meaning meaningless plain and simple all these three, three things are saying is that he wants us to be like Jesus Jesus did what was right he showed mercy and every day of his life he walked with God let me ask you who is the most successful person you know that ever walked the face of the earth I, I, the one I know is Jesus. He didn't have a car. But he was successful. I don't know what tertiary level education he has. But he was successful. I've never met his wife. But he was successful. It says to me that as important as all those things may be. At the end of it all. If you want to be like Jesus. They are not the measuring stick. The measuring stick is, are you doing what is right? Do you love showing mercy? And are you walking with your God? If we need more explanation, we can turn to his word. And find that he, he wants us to be holy. This is holiness. Holiness is to do what is right. Holiness is to show mercy. And holiness is to be humble before God. It's who Jesus was. Life for us is not about doing. It is about becoming. So I want you to stop now. As we get ready to move from one year to another. Who are you becoming? If someone were to write you out right now. What would those words say? What description would it be of who you are?
going to break it down for you. In other words, he, we find he wants us to love him with all our heart, soul, and mind. And so what it means to do justly or love justice. Do what is right. Do what is right, no matter the cost, no matter the circumstance. Uh, we have a friend here who was talking. Um, before I came up, I was talking to a couple of the brothers outside. I was talking about another brother. He's right here right now. And he's probably going to um, bad drive me. So let me go over here and talk. He knows who I'm talking right now. He's already laughing, I know. But when he drives, especially heading down in the prior year, I'm staying far just in case there are any stones. And there's a lot of traffic. He takes the other part of the road. And as his pastor, I normally sit in my vehicle in the traffic and watch him scooting apart past me to not be delayed in the traffic. And as human, I understand the logic behind what he's doing. But as a man of God, I also understand the wrongness in what he's doing. It means that, listen, even in a simple thing like that, God expects us to do what is right. You see, right has become relative. It's funny. And right has become subjective. And right has become opinionated. And right has become comfortive. If it makes me comfortable, it must be right. It is my opinion, so it must be right. Well, what is right to you may not be right to me. Listen, justice is I'm going to do what is right in the sight of God, regardless of where I'm at, who is watching me, or what the cost is going to be. Say that again. Doing right is doing right in the sight of God, no matter where you are, no matter who you are around, no matter what the cost is going to be. We must do what is right. In everything, therefore, treat people the same way you want them to treat you. For this is the law and the prophet. That's Matthew 7 verse 12. In other words, doing right is, how do I treat people? How I want to be treated. Consider the justice that God has for us. Thankfully, we are not judged as we deserved. You know why? Because Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death. And we owe a debt of sin for everything we do. But God says justice. We are not under law, church. But we are under grace. Thanks to Christ. We are called to be faithful to imitate Christ, to live our lives for him in service. And so God is faithful, God is just, God is upright, and we are to be faithful. We are, are to be just, and we are to be upright. So I am going to do what is right. For 2022, the way to your healing, the way to your peace, the way to your joy, the way to your winning life's battle is to do what is right. Charles Stanley says it this way. Obey God and leave the consequences to him. Listen, church, we have to get past church telling us what to do. We have to get past doing it because the church says so. We have to want to do right because it pleases God. Whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord and not unto men. Why am I going to do what is right? Not because I'm a member of Church on the Rock. 
what is right because I am a child of God and my purpose, the point of my life is to be holy. The point of my life is to be like him. The point of my life is to do justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly with my God. It has nothing to do with the church I'm affiliated with. It has nothing to do with the other brothers and sisters. It all has to do with the God that I serve. I'm telling you. Like the problem we had and the problem we are having as a country is that everybody think what they do what is right in their own eyes. Not what is right in God's eyes. I put it to you that a lot of what we are experiencing as a nation is that from the highest to the lowest level in our nation, nobody or most people are not seeking to do what is right in the eyes of God. We are doing what is right in our own eyes. We're going to see this as we go along. So we are to never compromise the word, but live justly and uprightly with one another. Never compromise the word. God says what he means and he means what he says. Is your part in the Bible you think is too difficult? Do it. If you think it is wrong, do it. If you don't agree with it, do it. Because whether you agree or not, it's not going to change what the Bible says. It's going to change who you're becoming. Here's the thing. We need to understand that whether we obey the scriptures or not, it remains the same. Who or what changes is us. So if you want to change what you're becoming, you remember we said that? You have to change what you believe in. Listen, I'm going to do the word even if I don't believe what is there. Because I believe in God. And it's God's word. I may not understand it, but I'm going to obey it. So why do I forgive? It has nothing to do with my feelings. Let me say that again. Forgiving people, my feelings are secondary. God's word is primary. Whether I feel to forgive you or not, if I want to do what is right, I have to forgive you, regardless of my feelings. You hear me, church? You know why I pray? Because it is following scripture. I don't feel like doing it all the while. But I do it because that's what God commands. So my feelings are secondary compared to my allegiance and obedience to what the word says. So do what is right. Come on, lift your hands and say with me for 2022. I am committed to doing what is right in the eyes of God, no matter the cost. Secondly, it says, love mercy. Show mercy for you have received mercy. So my, my friend, I love him just the same. And I take it for fun. Because I bad drive too. It's just that he doesn't see me when I do it. But I see me and God see me. So, when I just exposed him here, Part of my mercy is to make sure I expose me. Because the scripture says whatever measure I judge him with is the same measure that is going to be judged. I'm going to be judged by. It means that if I get harsh with him, then when my time comes, people are going to be harsh with me. So I may sit in the traffic there, but the next time when I'm late, I may cut some other corners driving fast. It's still the same. 
That's why you show mercy. Why? Because the part of the law that I break and you obey, you see the part that I obey, chances are you may be breaking it. You're getting silent on me. Amen? The merciful will obtain mercy. You know why sometimes life is so hard on us? Because we are so hard on people. We like to write people off. We like to be done with you. For 2022, God wants you to show mercy. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So let me ask you, you want to know how much mercy you ought to give people? How much mercy do you want? So let me ask you again, how much mercy do you want to be shown to you? Whatever you want to be shown to you, that's the same quantity and quality of mercy you need to show to other people. So we all love mercy, right? All of us love mercy. We love when people show us mercy. All of us. You like when you reach to work and you're supposed to get fired to keep you. Can I get an amen? amen? You like when the police stop you in the speed and him say, go on, can you look good? Amen. And, and you drive away feeling it because you're cute. Amen. It's mercy. We all like it. You know the part of mercy we don't like? The showing part. Because here's thing, when wrong is done to us, we think that people need to be punished. But when we do wrong, we cry out mercy. But when the scripture says, love your neighbor as yourself, it means that the same way we think towards ourselves is how we ought to think towards people. So because we're always crying out for mercy, it is important that we always show mercy. Understand that mercy is the gateway to Christ through his forgiveness. Mercy and grace are not licensed to sin, but are lining up with God's desire. It means that, listen, not because God has been merciful to me, means that I'm going to continue in sin. Or because he has shown me grace, it means that I can do what I want. No, it means that I love you so much, God, that I want to please you. So I know you're saying to yourself, but pastor, when they do it over and over, what do you do? Show mercy. What if they keep getting it wrong? Show mercy. What if they hurt me over and over? Show mercy. Because where would you be without mercy? So let me ask you, where do you need to show mercy for 2022? Who have you been holding on to? You're squeezing the life out of you by squeezing the life out of them. Church, without mercy, we would be nothing. Without God showing us continued mercy, we would have no hope of a future. You need mercy. There's not a day. The scripture said this in lamentation. His mercies are new every morning. And great is his faithfulness. And if you understand the context of lamentation, it's a scripture of crying out to God. It means that, listen, every day of your life, you need mercy. I know you think you're perfect. 
I know you think you don't normally get a lot of things wrong for the day. I know when you finish your day, you do an evaluation, you, you pat yourself on the back and say, well, today was a good day. <laughs> so I was like, can remember no sin. <laughs> All that one pastor Omar and he probably did five. <laughs> I only did a quarter sin today. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, 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 no. We need mercy. Every morning. I don't, I don't care if you're a bishop. You're a senior archbishop. You're the senior to the senior archbishop. You're the senior, senior, senior to the senior, senior, senior archbishop. We all need mercy every single morning. Every morning. In fact, it's because of mercy being bestowed on us in the morning. Why sometimes we don't lose the mind. We don't lose our way. We don't lose our life. Maybe you need mercy today. Maybe you think, you're sitting here thinking, well, boy, God, mercy must run out upon me because, may I tell you, the amount of time God is not like that. You know, there's a story of the Good Samaritan. You know that story, right? That Good Samaritan story is an awesome story. It's in Luke chapter 10. Story spoke about uh, the Jews. It's a parable, so it's not, it's not a, a real event. Jesus was using it to teach a, a, a particular principle. And the principle was that it was a Samaritan who ended up helping a Jew. And he took care of him. And the whole moral of the story is mercy is ought not to be shown just to the people who love you and treat you good. I want you to hear the real moral of the story. Because if you understand the whole context of that whole teaching, if, if, you, if you study the whole teaching, remember, even in that whole teaching, there's a story about if you love your enemy, what good is it? What good is it? If you're kind to, what, what good is it? In other words, here, here, here's the real point. When it comes on to the kind of mercy that God wants us to show, it's not just for your wife and your children. It's for that person that gives you a hard time every day. That person who wants you to lose the job. That person who wants your business to mash up. That person who wants your family to mash up. That person who wants your life to mash up. God is saying, listen, that is the person that I want you to show mercy. That's real mercy. Because Jesus says, you are the kind of person that I show mercy. I'm going to end because time is here. Number three, you have to also walk humbly with your God. So you have to do what is right, receive his mercy, show mercy. And number three, you have to walk humbly with God. The first thing, if you're going to walk humbly with God, you have to acknowledge that God is God and you are not. It means that you have to make him Lord of your life. People, you cannot be humble if you're not serving God. You're not humble. Anyone Alright? I can substantiate this with theological text and truths and principles and commands. The first step to humility is acknowledging Jesus Christ. If you have not acknowledged Jesus, you can't be humble. Because somehow you have taken lordship over your life. And if you are lord, he is not. And if you make yourself God over your life and he's not God over your life, you're not humble. So, because a person does an act of humility, don't make them humble. A humble person. Because if I bark, I would not want you to believe that I'm a dog. 
Amen? Someone said to me this week that if a cow have calf in a pig pen is still a cow. It's not a pig. Amen? Can I get some agreement? Right. They was making the point that even if you're born in America, you're still a Jamaican. Can you understand me? Because you are Jamaican. That's the point he was making. But he, 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 here's the truth with my point. Not because a person does an act in humility mean that they are a truly humble person. Because to be truly humble, you have to do what Jesus did in Philippians. The scripture said, he humbled himself. In other words, Jesus, the son of God, acknowledged that on earth as man, for me to be humble, I have to acknowledge the father. Without acknowledging the father, there is no true humility. James says, but he gives a greater grace. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud, but give grace to the what kind of grace is this talking about? This is grace, saving grace. This is grace that causes you not to want to sin. So, humility and a relationship with God are connected. You can't have one without the other. You can't have God and not be humble. And you can't be humble and not have God. You may look humble, you may talk humble, you may walk humble, but you're just a pride bug. Your pride just don't get touched yet. Have you ever seen a person that do a lot of kind deeds and you say, oh my God, you're so humble and kind. But when they lose everything and you are trying to help them but they don't want nothing from you, because they're full of pride. You know how it is. You say they are very humble, and one day you understand me. You, 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 you pick up two blacky mango and they look like them. You understand me? They look so proper, like the original shine blacky them. And you say, Listen, I pick up two blacky off of the tree, you know, me, me, me fling two big stone up there, and drop. Me catch them one, they drop and bounce. It have a look of bruise, but it nice. And, they, and you understand me? They say, No, so I'm going to eat them thing there. But, but it, them really eat them, but them don't want them from you because you don't qualify to give them good blacky mango. But, but you think they are humble. Because we have a misunderstanding of humility. There can be no true humility without acknowledging God as Savior. The scripture says, listen, your purpose in life is to walk humbly with your God. To walk with God, it means daily. It's speaking of a relationship with God. You need a relationship with Him. So you cannot become who God has called you to be. You cannot become who you have been designed to be unless you have a relationship with God. No matter how good you look, no matter how much money you have, if you don't have Jesus, you are walking dead. I'm telling you. You have some good looking dead people in Jamaica. Check all the parties going around tonight. I'm telling you, they are walking dead. You, you don't re- a lot of them they don't you don't realize they are not they are not righted S- something is off I mean in the middle of the pandemic everybody take off masks and a drink and a party and stuff and say hey, hey, me catch it. how me catch it <laughs> I'm I'm telling you I don't, I don't even realize like something is wrong with the people's mind they are not real because there's no real life. I, I was sharing with my leaders. I had a conversation with a, a, an adult today. And the adult is saying, this particular organization in Jamaica need to help the youngsters, 20 year old, to get a passport. And he's convinced 
that it is this certain arm in the sporting arena that's supposed to help young people get passport. Listen, my brother. If you're a 19-year-old, go get your passport. We are talking about mother and father. Who you reach so far. But listen, after you pass your mother and your father, check your auntie. Check your grandmother. Check a pastor. Check the member of parliament. Check your youth club. How you reach to the federation. And he's convinced that the people in the system are not doing their job. Because if he's supposed to get a passport for go foreign, for go represent, and we don't get it, then we help him. And there, there's a generation of people growing up because people don't have God. And when people don't have God, they walk in deep deceptions. They are walking dead. And there are many, many examples of this. People use money that they don't have to buy things that they don't want to impress people that they don't like. So know who you are in Christ. Know that you are a sinner. And you don't, don't deserve grace. Know that without Christ you have no hope for yourself. Know that you are not better than anyone else. There is but for the grace of God. Go I. Humility can be seen as the opposite of pride. Pride is what gets us into trouble with God. Too many of us are full of pride. You ask people, are you ready for Jesus? Me not ready yet. Why are we at pun? Me not know. Me not know, but me know me not ready yet. What is stopping you? Nothing. I'm, it's deception. Nothing is stopping them, but they can't serve God. You ask them, is Christ the best thing for life? Of course, but me not ready yet. Why? Me not know. <laughs> I, I, you are convinced that you have sense. I'm not trying to be rude, but I want us to be real. People don't know why they can't do what they are supposed to do. And they are convinced that they are smart. Take his joke. Ask them. When you walk out of here tonight, ask a young person. Do you believe that God can solve your problem? And they will tell you yes. Do you want him today? No. Why? Me no know. When we get honest before God, that is the point we begin to get humble. We see ourselves for who we are. Jesus humbled himself to death on a cross. Gave his life as a ransom. Our payment back at least ought to be through our service and example. So walk humbly. To walk humbly is to reflect Christ to others. To show humbleness. As well as to be humble. To imitate Jesus. We have to first have him in our hearts. And have him controlling our lives. And that is true humility. So let me close by asking you. Are you doing what is right? And just. With your fellow men. Are you giving God all the glory? Are you loving others. As you'd like to be loved? Are you treating others. The same way you want to be treated. Are you humble in the sight of God? Are you walking with him daily? You see we cannot act justly. Love mercy and walk humbly. Unless he resides in our heart. You, we, you cannot act right without God. You cannot show mercy without God. You cannot walk humbly with God. Without Jesus Christ living in your heart. So the question is. Do you need him today? And if your answer is yes, let not your next response be, me no no. Do you need to be given these three? Do you need to be given these three things first? You see, God is not asking you to give up our lives for anyone. So why don't we live the way he wants us to live?
He's not asking, asking you to give up your life for a person. He's asking you to give up your life for him. He's not asking you to give up your present life for your neighbor. He's saying to you, give up your life to live your real life. Some of you have been thinking about, you know, I just want to be in church. Because I know the place to be is to be in church. I know the first Sunday I need to be in church because I want God's blessing. At least I want to start my year right. You know what is funny? Many people start races and things right in, in, in life. It's not about how you start. It's how you finish. So if the only right start is the first day, you're going to have a bad year. Because you need Jesus every day and every morning. I'm, I'm not here for Happy New Year. We're not trying to count down anything. Don't miss the purpose. Don't, don't miss the purpose. Do not get distracted. I, in, in the name of Jesus. Don't let us get distracted. The value of your life is way more important than sitting in a church service December 31st and January the first Sunday. God don't need your presence in a building. And churches don't need your presence in a building. You need God. That's what people need. Not, not December 31st. We need God in our lives. To do what is right. To love mercy. And to walk humbly before our God. Come on, all to Jesus, I surrender. Just stand with me. We're going to pray. We're going to thank God. Come on, just lift your hands all over this room. surrender to the Lord. Come on, so just just take a minute and just thank the Lord. Thank Him for a new year. Come on, thank Him. Say, Lord, I thank you for living to see a new year.
you, Jesus. We thank you for preserving. We thank you for keeping. We thank you for saving us. We thank you for 2022 in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, if you're here, if you're watching online, or you're here tonight, and you know that for things to be better in your life, you need to do what is right. You need to love mercy and walk humbly before your God. Then I put it to you, that means having a relationship with Him. Giving your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you want to do that, listen, all you have to do with your hands lifted, just, just, just repeat this prayer after me right now. Just say, Heavenly Father, I am a sinner. Needing forgiveness. I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of my sins. I ask you, Lord, to save me from sin. I surrender my life to you. Come live in me and be my Lord and my Savior. I believe in your Son, Jesus Christ. I believe that He died for me, He was buried, and now He's resurrected and seated at your right hand I give my life to you Lord thank you for saving me in Jesus name listen for the rest of us just come and just pray Mr. Heavenly Father I commit to do what is right no matter the cost Heavenly Father I commit to showing the kind of mercy to others that you have shown to me. I will humble myself before my God and walk with my God daily. Every day, every moment of 2022, this is my resolution. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, clap your hands to Jesus. Come on, shout Happy New Year. Shout Happy New Year. Come on, say thank you, Lord, for a new year. Come on, clap your hands to Jesus. Put your hands together for Jesus. One more time in the sun, we have the victory.